Hi there. We welcome you to the Rush Hour podcast with Corky and B-Rush, the show. Well, we've changed things. We've compressed three hours of content into two hours, Monday through Friday, from 7 to 9 a.m. However, we're not skimping on the conversations. No, the very thing that made this podcast so popular is the thing that we're continuing. So, for the next 15 minutes or so, enjoy the latest podcast on the Rush Hour Morning Show with Corky and B-Rush. Ladies and gentlemen. I want winners. I want people that want to win. Go ahead. What's up, man? From Belmont, North Carolina, at a combined weight of 526 pounds. You play to win the game. Your tag team champions of the world, Brian Rushing. But they are who we thought they were. Corky Franks. See that? That's your IQ, buddy. Zero. The Rush Hour Morning Show. It's it's unbelievable. You know, that's why sometimes I call you guys commies. That's why. And we welcome you back to Hour 2 of the Rush Hour Morning Show on AM 1450, 101.1 FM, WGNC, Gastonia, Charlotte, streaming online, WGNCRadio.com. As we start Hour 2 with the head boys basketball coach of Gaston Christian School, Chris Duhon. Coach, welcome back to the Rush Hour Morning Show. Oh, thank you for having me. Well, it, it, it's fantastic having you. Coach, an opportunity to take on Forsyth Country Day on Saturday at Ravenscroft High School in Raleigh, North Carolina for the 3-8 state title game of the North Carolina Independent School Athletic Association. Obviously, this is a club that made a significant run through the playoffs, getting an opportunity to play in the final game. Coach, we, we tried to get you on, but then the entire world, as far as cell phone coverage, uh, shut down. Uh, last week, wanted to get you on to talk about what the run had been like and, and what your club was experiencing. So I do want to kind of reset before we get into the game. Coach, what was the vibe? What was the feeling of this Gaston Christian School Club going into Saturday's championship game after pulling off some significant wins and building a ton of momentum? Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, our confidence was really high. We, uh, you know, maybe fault to myself, especially with not having uh, the culture and identity you want as your for your program. Uh, but you know, I gave us a, a really, really difficult schedule this year, and you know, with that, uh, you know, there's a lot of ups and downs, and uh, you know, we had to, you know, with a team that's learning me, and I'm learning my team. Uh, you know, you know, we went through a, 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 you know, a struggling period throughout this year, just trying to figure, figure out who we are as a team. And, uh, you know, I got to give my kids so much credit for sticking with it because, you know, you know, when losing is not fun. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when you lose, it's, it's hard to kind of, you know, keep guys motivated, uh, you know, to kind of keep getting for, going forward if they don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. So, uh, but with that, I think probably about the you know last month or so, uh, we started figuring out playing as a team. You know, there's a lot of situations where 
uh, you know, when we face adversity, you know, it became I have to do this for us instead of we. Um, and, you know, that changed. And once we started believing in each other as a team and everything like that, uh, that's when we were able to ch- uh, turn the corner. Coach, you know, obviously the North Carolina Independent School Athletic Association is a is a smaller is a smaller league of teams within the state of North Carolina than what you have with the North Carolina High School Athletic Association. So what that means is obviously you're going to play fewer rounds because fewer teams actually qualify for the tournament. But what it also means is in some in some way with the North Carolina High School Athletic Association, some teams that are very highly ranked, they can get a more favorable matchup and they can kind of snooze their way through a first round game. That's not really the case for you guys at all. You didn't have the opportunity to sleepwalk through one round knowing that you didn't have to play at your optimal best to advance from this from the NCISAA standpoint. You pretty much have to have everything in alignment from the jump or else you're going home. You guys were able to take care of your business in the very early going, going back all the way to Saturday, uh, February 17th, when you were able to take down Greensboro Day in two overtimes, 65 to 58. Did you feel like that your club was in a position to make a run like this and really take care of their business leading up to Saturday? Oh, yeah. I mean, I did. I mean, I think, like I said, it started, you know, probably about two weeks before then. Um, and, uh, you know, we just started figuring out. And, you know, obviously we didn't end our conference tournament the way we won. And, you know, you expect that at times that you're going to have, you know, a dud, a team comes in there that you just played, you know, so playing a team back-to-back is really, really tough. Uh, but, you know, I, you know, once we got into the tournament, I felt if we continued to play the way that we were been playing, um, you know, we would be fine. You know, we had the opportunity, we had the talent uh, for us to be able to to give ourselves an opportunity to win state, and uh, you know, obviously to attest and play Greensboro Day, who's uh, you know been in these situations uh, multiple years in a row. They have an amazing coach, uh, obviously. Uh, and for us to, you know, find a way to win that one, um, you know, that's when it really gave me more confidence that, uh, you know, we can we can go out and, and win this, have an opportunity to win this thing. So you were able to win that game in double overtime against Greensboro Day. Then you go to the semifinal game. You beat High Point Christian 63-61, to which set up your matchup on Saturday against Forsyth Country Day. Now, Coach, one of the things that I definitely wanted to ask you about this segment, because it came up, the reality is, is, of course, your days playing at Duke University, you know, you'll have an opportunity to go into a tournament setting and you'll get copious opportunities by comparison to the high schools to go in, get shots up, get reps going, and, and get a feel for the environment that you're about to play in. And even then, most coaches will say it's simply just not enough. But at the high school level, there's barely any opportunity to prepare on the floor ahead of a contest. What does that do for you? What are you able to do to try to make those transitions and try to give yourself as much an opportunity to win a game in a neutral environment as you possibly can? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, that I mean, that is, uh, you know, a tough situation playing somewhere, especially with it has that much importance, um, you know, without the opportunity of having much time to kind of get familiar with the, you know, the court and, you know, the goals and things like that. But um, we, I mean, we actually was there two hours early before the game, uh, you know, against uh, High Point. So, you know, the guys, you know, basically had, you know, an hour and, uh, you know, 45 minutes where, you know, they were just getting shots and was able to shoot up both goals and, uh, you know, get a feel for the court. And, um, you know, so, uh, you know, even though it's not as much time as you would like, uh, you know, we did have the opportunity of being able to go there and get comfortable, get used to the basketballs and things like that. So, um, yeah, and then they did a great job responding. I mean, uh, obviously, that's a great team that we played there. Uh, the environment was, you know, amazing. And, again, our, that was one of our best team wins there to where, you know, we had, you know, everybody contribute and master their roles. And, uh, you know, we were able to pull that one out as well. You get to the 3A final against Forsyth Country Day. And Forsyth Country Day wins the game. They're the state champion. You guys are the runner-up. From this standpoint, as it relates to that game, what were some of the things now back in hindsight that you think could have happened for your club that might have given you a different result? Uh, I mean, it's funny. I've probably played that game in my head, you know, 150 times since, uh, you know, the game's been over. Uh, you know, I mean, I think in hindsight, uh, you know, there may be a couple of lineups that I may wanted to try. Uh, you know, I can tell some, you know, few of the guys were a little nervous to the situation. So, you know, I got to do a better job of, uh, you know, preparing them for those type of situations to where they're not putting uh, additional pressure on themselves. Uh, you know, they, you know, they did a good job of, uh, you know, which a lot of teams have of just getting the, getting the ball out of our point guard's hands. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, uh, I mean, we, you know, we did a very, very good job defensively and proud of my guys. They followed the game plan. And offensively, we got, you know, the shots that we wanted. You know, sometimes it just comes down to being able to make shots. And, you know, unfortunately that day, uh, you know, we had some shots that we wanted with the right people. And, uh, you know, that day just didn't go in. So, um, you know, I think if we make, you know, a couple more shots, shots that we normally make, um, you know, there'll be, a, you know, there's a, could have been a difference in that game. Coach, let me ask you this. You said, I know you're not second-guessing yourself. You've been around a long time. You, you obviously know how this thing works. But you talk about you maybe could have changed the lineup, you know, a little different. Maybe some guys were nervous or this and that. How in the world can you pull that off? You know, it's not like you have ten guys in the rotation that are out here scoring in double digits, you know, every game for the whole season. <laughs> So, how, right. so why would, I'm just curious, why would you even say that? The second, it kind of sounded like you were second-guessing yourself, and obviously you know what you're doing. No, I mean, there's, you know, one, you know, you know obviously those are all true, but, you know, the other thing is there are certain, you know, guys that uh, were not used to playing as many minutes as they had, you know, that they ended up playing. Uh, so you kind of second-guess yourself and ask, oh, should I have gotten him a break here or there or uh, put him in a situation where he's been more, you know, comfortable throughout the year, uh, you know, in that way. And then, you know, we, you know, we had Gabby's brother who came in late this year throughout the season, uh, who's still kind of adjusting to 
you know, how we play here in the States and uh, he's just getting comfortable. But, you know, at six, nine and, you know, they went small, you know, instead of us trying to, you know, and just as me as a coach, instead of us trying to uh, force it into Gabby, which he's been, uh, you know, obviously demanding a double team and they're looking to trap, uh, trap him. I could have put uh, his brother in the post, you know, with his side advantage. And I know he would have uh, been able to make the right play and score and be able to, you know, use his size. So, you know, those are kind of the things that you kind of think of that, you know, maybe for two or three or four minutes here, you know, we could have uh, kind of slowed the game, used our size a little bit better. Well, Coach, isn't that something is, – is that not the beauty of coaching in sports, you know – you, you take something that doesn't work, you figure out how to make it work, and it, it gets you better for the next season or the next game or the next week. You know, unfortunately for you guys, the season's over, but you only lose, what, three guys? Uh, you know, granted, two of them were big contributors, but is that not something that you can utilize next year to make you guys even better and have another run at it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously I'm excited. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of guys that uh, got better this year, a lot of young guys who – at the beginning of the year, um, you know, it was kind of hard for me to see if <laughs> them playing. And then uh, they became, you know, key role players for us throughout the year. So um, I'm excited about their development, uh, you know, coming into the, the next year. Uh, hopefully they well, I'm going to make sure for at least the part that I can that we're going to have a good summer. And then our team is going to be different. You know, you know, Gabby's brother is not Gabby, so he's not going to – be that dominant inside presence. He's more of a kind of a wing, stretch forward type player. Uh, so our team is going to be a little bit different, but I think it's going to be fun just to see these guys develop and, uh, you know, be able to give us more options and more ways to be flexible next year. Chris Duhon here with us on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Coach, the the one question that, that, that I have that I want to ask you is, in looking now at the totality of the season, um, obviously you came to Gaston Christian School from, you know, from a position of you wanted to create, and you mentioned this the last time you were on the show, you want to make a high-level program, and Gaston Christian seems to be the type of place that can foster that sort of environment. Do you feel like that you accomplished the majority of what it was that you were trying to accomplish with your program this year? And do you feel like you're in a good position to springboard into next year with even higher and loftier goals? Um, yeah, I think so, so for the for the most part. Uh, obviously, you know, this was a learning experience for me as well. Um, you know, the culture and identity that I wanted to build for this team, uh, you know, took a little bit longer than I expected. <laughs> Uh, but I think, like I said, over the last month, we started leaning more towards that. Uh, I mean, our defense uh, has been, was really, really solid. And, you know, guys are starting to really focus on the game plan and understand how we'll take certain things away uh, from from teams. And then offensively, we started seeing the, seeing the floor better, making better decisions, uh, moving the ball, trusting one another. So, you know, we're moving in the right direction. So, we continue to move that, uh, continue to do that. Again, my goal is eventually to have a program where kids want to go there and play because of the culture and of the school and uh, knowing that we're going to play the right way. We're going to be, we're going to play hard. We're going to play intelligent. We're going to play together and we're going to have a lot of fun throughout the whole process as well. Coach Chris Duhon here with us. 
on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Coach, definitely want to thank you for spending some time with us. Um, we, we wish you a great summer. I, I hope that we'll be able to get you on again and kind of um, talk more about what camps might look like because I would imagine that you're going to offer some camps for youth here in this, F, in this area. Definitely want to get you an opportunity to kind of tell the story. One of the things that I'm hoping we'll be able to do is kind of tell the story as to why Gaston Christian, what brought you here, and some of the pieces that had to connect for that to become a reality. Um, so, Coach, I'm hoping here, and once we get on the other side of all the high school playoffs and stuff, we can begin to kind of tell that story of your time here at Gaston Christian as well. Yeah, no, that would be great. And, uh, and again, thank you guys for having me and, uh, you know, for all this, congratulations to Fortsite. That was a, a really, uh, really, really good team and very well coached. Uh, they do a great job there. So, uh, but again, thank you for having me and hope to talk to you guys soon. We'll definitely make that a reality. We'll get together sometime soon. Chris Duhon, thank oh. you for spending some time with us this morning. We'll catch up with you later on. Okay. All right. Take care. We come back on the other side of the break. We'll talk a little middle school basketball with Pet Sumner, boys basketball coach at Belmont Middle School. All that as we continue on this Monday morning on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We'll be right back. Trying to sell your home can be challenging, but that does not mean it has to be hard. With the higher interest rates, you may see fewer showings, fewer offers, and more negotiations. This is where your agent really matters. Being Gaston County's realtor of choice for 37 years and a top agent at Allen Tate Realtors, John R. Boland can assist you with your real estate needs, whether you're buying or selling your home. If you're seeking great service with one who is known for honesty and integrity, do not hesitate to call John R. Boland at Allen Tate Realtors. That's 704-214-3088. 704-214-3088. John R. Boland of Allen Tate Realtors. Belmont Body Work is here to keep your body moving, offering sports and deep tissue massage to those who are pushing their bodies to the limit, tailored massage to your body needs, and treatment plans designed to help you feel your best. Call 980-477-5424 to schedule your massage with Belmont Body Work. 980-477-5424. Keep your body moving with Belmont Body Work. 980-477-5424. Hi folks, this is Brian Rushing of the Rush Hour Morning Show. Have you heard the news? We're moving three hours of hyper-local sports talk and the best conversations to two hours, Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. On the home of news, talk, and sports, AM 1450 and 101.1 FM, Gastonia, Charlotte, and streaming online at WGNCRadio.com. It's the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. I have a question for you. Do you remember this song? How sweet it is to be loved by you. 
Okay, let's think about this. Why is it that everyone remembers hundreds of songs almost note by note they never set out to memorize? That's the power of a sticky. When you hear a song or maybe a good advertising message for some frequency week after week for about six months, it gets in your long-term memory, even when you don't intend it to. You remember because you heard it. That's why radio is a sticky advertising medium. You can't hear a newspaper billboard or Facebook ad. Okay, TV has the power of sound too, but advertising on TV week after week can be very expensive. With radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then someone in the market of what you have to sell, hopefully they will remember you if you want them to. Take advantage of radio, the power of sound. The 704 Sports Academy is a baseball and softball training facility committed to the total development of the athlete. Owner Weston Long invites you to learn from qualified instructors that focus on your ability to compete with freedom. Find Weston on Facebook, Instagram, and online at 704sportsacademy.com. The 704 Sports Academy, 704-734-7431. That's 704-734-7431. here on the Rush Hour Morning Show on this Monday morning. So we've had a chance, Corky Franks, to cover the Big South Conference, North Carolina High School Athletic Association. We've covered the North Carolina Independent School Athletic Association. And now we get to dive into something that has become a bit of a cultural phenomenon here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Middle school basketball. The ability to cover this has been nothing short of sensational, and folks have been responding. And one of the teams that they've been responding to is the Belmont Middle School Wildcats. So let's bring on Pat Sumner, the boys' basketball coach at Belmont Middle School. Coach, good morning. Welcome back to the Rush Hour Morning Show. Good morning, guys. How are y'all doing? Hey, doing great, Coach. Uh, Brian, let me, let me tell uh, – Coach, I want to tell Brian what you said. I said, Coach, you ready? Coach said, I stay ready. Coach, that's great. The problem, hey, the problem is, the problem is, it's hard to get those 12, 13, 14 year old kids to be, to have to share that same mindset and the same thought process, isn't it? Yeah. Um, that's one of my favorite parts and least favorite parts of the job because some days they're so ready, they're so amped up. And then I come to practice some days and it's like, guys, um, I could be on a date with my wife right now. I could be <laughs> my dog. Like, y'all are just walking around. I, I'm about to cancel practice now. And they look at me like, what? I'm like, I need y'all to wake up, man. Have some passion. Well, and and, it's uh, hard to get them going some days. Well, and certainly the passion is going to be needed today because there's still a little work to be done. I mean, obviously, coach, this is a scenario to where, despite the fact that Belmont did lose on Thursday to Stanley, a win against Mount Holly guarantees a two-spot and thus a home game in the playoffs. However, with Stanley already in with a 7-3 and three record and the tiebreaker over you guys, a loss today would be catastrophic as it takes away a home playoff game. From your standpoint, what are some of the things that you guys are going to have to go back to as far as being in the drawing board and being in the workroom and taking care of business and preparation for Mount Holly today? 
Um, that game last Thursday, I was a little shocked. And one, I didn't know Stanley had that much hatred towards Belmont. That's <laughs> like a school. It felt like we were UNC walking to Raleigh. I was like, what is going on right now? Coach, I didn't grow up in Belmont. Coach, maybe I was from Kramer. Hold on, Coach. Maybe I need to take some responsibility for that because last week on the show, I said, you know, this Belmont crowd is not concerned about Stanley basketball at all. <laughs> so, Thank you. Wow. Coach, hey, listen, I didn't say the coaching staff. I didn't say the players. I said the fan base. Okay? That's all. You know, yeah. so my bad, yeah. Coach. No, my boy Bumby's from Stanley, and uh, he said, you know, shout out to Coach Bumby. He was like, you know, they don't like us over there. And I told the boys that all week. I said, apparently – they don't like y'all. You know, they want to beat you. It's eighth grade night. Man, I thought like we were in a fight with the Mike Tyson. I was like, what is happening? Um, but it was a fun environment. You know, their coach is great. We've been talking a little bit after the game, and he did a good job. We need more kind of guys like that, I think, um, around the state coaching because he was just so passionate. He was a lot like me, you know, getting the crowd excited. Get, I mean, I love watching him. Um, I mean, that game was a wild. It was a lot of fun. Um, but I think this week we just got to focus on taking care of Mount Holly first. It's one game at a time. So I've told my boys, we're now in the Elite Eight. We can't lose any more games. This is the first-round game. Got to take care of Mount Holly, take care of business at home, and then we'll move on to Thursday. But stay focused. Um, Friday, shout-out to Coach G and Coach Bummy. I went to Outer Banks for a business meeting, and it was good for me to go decompress, but they had a shoot-around Friday. They said the boys were in good spirits. And yeah, they had a really good time locking in and uh, doing some shooting contests and stuff. So I think that was good for my guys. They they needed that. Pat Sumner here with were. us on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Coach, you know, the reality is, is that, well, first of all, I, I will say this, okay? Watching you and Brandon Messick on the sidelines Thursday, obviously two of the sharpest dress coaches in Gaston County <laughs> as it relates to middle school basketball because – Messick brought it as well. He was dressed to the nines as well. So we know that is commonplace for you. Messick certainly uh, played the role on Thursday as well. So that was that was a refreshing sight to see. But with all of that said, you know, Stanley really showed a lot of chutzpah. This is a club with a ton of heart. This is a club that not only has heart, but they've got some guys that can get it done as well. And it was. It was a real dogfight when it comes to you two teams, the reality is, is you guys are probably going to take care of business against Mount Holly today. If you just look at the records alone, that would stand to reason. That would mean that Stanley's coming your way most likely, okay? That's not a done deal. A lot of it's going to depend upon the Yorkchester Southwest game. But the reality is, is that if Stanley comes to Belmont on Thursday afternoon, I would imagine you're going to see the same energy that you saw last Thursday with even more riding on it. This time, you get to do it on your home floor. What's, what's the thought process going into that? Have you started to mentally prepare for that just yet? As soon as we lost, I went to the locker room. Um, there was a lot going on after the game. I had to call Coach G because – I will call you out, G, uh, for um, going to the woodshed, leaving before our game. Um, and he said, I'm sorry, Pat, I'm going to the woodshed. I have a date. I was like, it's 530. You could have made it for 7 o'clock. 
but you know, and then uh, I also want to note that we're we are seven and zero when our principal's in attendance. Um, he wasn't in the game either, so I'm gonna blame him. Uh, so I was like, "Where's the principal? Why is he not here?" But as soon as I went after the game, I went to the locker room and I said, "Guys, I am not happy. We missed 20 free throws. We had 23 turnovers. We didn't play balanced basketball." You got out toughed, but you have an opportunity to see them again. I was like, think about that. They come to Belmont if all this plays out. And that's kind of what you want um, because it's another opportunity to play them. They're a fun team to play. They're good. So, And actually, this has happened to us all four years we've been in the playoffs. We lose to a team, and we play them in the semifinal every time, every time. And then – We've been successful the first four times, but then we play the team we lost to in this regular season in the championship every time. It plays out every time we're 8-2 and two, every year. I don't know what I've done in my life, but every time this is how it plays out. Well, it's, it's interesting everything that's going to possibly go down in this final day of the regular season in middle school basketball. The reality is – is if York Chester takes care of business today against Southwest, they're going to them, right? right. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to be the three seed. If you guys win today, you'd be the two seed. York Chester comes to you. However, if for some reason Southwest beats York Chester, that locks Stanley into at least a two or three spot to where the only thing that would be determined is whether you guys win today or not as to who gets the home game. So it's possible that you guys take care of Mount Holly today, Southwest beats York Chester, there's all sorts of mess that happens at the four spot, and Stanley does in fact come to Belmont to take on the Belmont Wildcats. And, and to be quite honest with you, if that's the scenario that rolls out for Thursday, it is – you, you'd better get there early to Belmont Middle School, and you'd better be ready because it is going to be a phenomenal basketball environment with, like we talked about earlier in the show, 12, 13, and 14-year-old kids. It is really, truly going to be the best of what it is that we've covered in Gaston County Middle School basketball this year. And so I'm incredibly excited for all of this to take place, and I'm sure that you are as well. When it all boils down to this, Coach, kind of give me your thoughts on how this year has been. I mean, the energy has been incredibly high. There's been a lot of intrigue up and down the standings. And to be going into the final day, not entirely sure where everybody is placed, has to be some moments of anxiety, but oftentimes moments of excitement to know that it's been this competitive this year in middle school basketball? Um, first of all, you guys do a great job making it more, I think, exciting and real. You know, getting interviewed on the radio is not something I ever expected when I took the job at Belmont Middle School. Um, so y'all do a fun job making it almost more exciting through coverage. So we appreciate that. Um, but after the first Greer game, you know, middle school, you never know how your team's going to be. Some schools do, but we didn't have any guys really returning. I mean, Chris returned last year, but he didn't play any. Braden was the same, did not play at all. And JoJo last year didn't get any playing time. So I come to your thing and I don't know what we have, how good we're going to be. 
what our record's going to be like. And even G was like, yeah, man, like, you're really going to have to work this year with these guys. We get smacked by Greer the first game. And I'm thinking, oh, man, like, what's going to happen this year? And Bummy was like, dude, you have athletes. Like, I work at the school on baseball, and I see them all the time. You need to press more. Press, press, press. I said, all right. We take care of Cranberry from Bessemer City. They were two and one. We had a tough game stretch of Yorkchester, Southwest, Holbrook, WC Friday, right in a row. And I was like, man, if we can just get, you know, two of these. We won all four. I'm thinking – wow, we're kind of in control of our own destiny now. So, I mean, it's been surprising, but a lot of fun. This group has bought in 1,000%. Like, they are – that was the first game where we didn't really show up, I'd say. They have just bought in all year long to what I'm telling them to do, and they did a really good – they've done a really good job of just understanding that they have to fight every game or we're not going into games. So, time will be a good test for us. How do you bounce back? And I think the county is – um, kind of crazy. Like you said, it could have, if we had beaten Stanley, it would, it could have been a five team tie for third and fourth place, which is just crazy. To me. Absolutely. That, that's crazy, but um, we'll see. You know, I'm looking forward to the challenge of tonight. Our, our elite eight games, I call it. Um, see if we can take care of business and hopefully the eight pairs have a fun last regular season home game, I guess. Well, that's certainly one of the things that's going to be taking place today is you're going to be celebrating the eighth graders just like I saw Holbrook do that earlier last week. I saw Stanley do it on Thursday. You know, the reality is is that this is, this is a, a milestone of sorts. I mean, there's really not a graduation, so to speak, when it comes to middle school. So it's these sorts of mile markers for these student athletes that are really important, and it's going to be a big atmosphere for those kids today. If you could kind of talk about some of your eighth graders and the impact they've had on your program. Um, this eighth grade, like, Braden always has a smile on his face, man, just like he's always so positive. Um, and JoJo's the same way. You know, um, last year he was he's complete 180 from last year. Last year, he would talk a lot during practice or, you know, kind of be distracted. And I think it's easier as a seventh grader because he wasn't playing very much. But this year, he's been so locked in. Um, Tucker's been – I mean, they've all been great. Tucker's works hard as can be, always runs hard. You know, first one sprints almost every time. Um, you know, just – I mean, they've all been good. I could say something about every single one of them. But I'm going to say this when we do our um, awards ceremony. But – I came to Coach G last summer to to quit um, or kind of give up. You know, coaching was rough last year. It wasn't fun, as fun. It was stressful for me. And I came there, I think, uh, right before in the school, he just said, give it one more year, man. He said, just think about it. But, and these guys love you. And and I got a text from my players all of a sudden saying, Coach, you come back next year? And um, it was Ulysses. And I said, yeah, buddy, that's the plan. And they had made it um, – kind of a lifesaver for me this year just the energy they've given me and excitement they've really uh you know I look forward to it every day it's something that this class just has changed they're all just you know every day what's up coach hey coach like just always good excitement and that's um some days you need that in life you know you need some excitement and you need kids just to um give you the extra boost of energy they've they've really done that for me so I'm excited for this eighth grade class and what they're going to do next and you know, I'll be there. I'll be there for them throughout the next four years. I've seen all my athletes play now, 
that I've coached in the last – it's been five, but we have a COVID. So every player I've seen, I've seen him play a high school game now. Uh, this year I got to see KJ at Northside and um, Amari at Stuart Kramer. I finally got to see them play. and So it's been really cool to see him and watch them all grow. So I'm, can't look, I'm excited to see this class go and see how they do. Well, you're right. These kids this age – can bring a lot of energy into your life. There's no question about it. I do want to ask this before we let you go. Braden Walden took a spill on Thursday. Is he all right? Yeah. So I, um, he played, which was really impressive the rest of that game. Um, he did wear, a, um, some kind of like thing on his wrist Friday, but he said it was just a, you know, I think he was just scared more than anything. Um, we're going to try to give him a go today and see how it goes, but, he said he sent me a text last night and said, hey, coach, I went outside and shot some layups and stuff and free throws. So I know it's not broken, um, which is good. And that was a scary moment. That was a really scary moment. I felt bad for him. I didn't know what happened. The middle school was so, so fast-paced. And, you know, but me and Brandon been on the phone a couple of times and texting, and he's been, you know, asking about him. So I appreciate that. That shows what kind of coach he is, what kind of person he is. So. I really appreciate that, but he's been okay. I mean, there were rumors that he broke it. <laughs> People were like, oh, he broke it, and that's just how Melso kids, you know, that's what they're going to do. Right, right. Well, but I, I know I don't think it's broken from what I've heard. Okay. Well, that's that's certainly good news, and, and it looks like that, you know, whether he plays today is, is a game-time decision, I'm sure. But Pet Sumner, definitely want to thank you for spending some time with us this morning on the Rush Hour Morning Show. I'll see you in a few hours at the gymnasium, and certainly we'll be in touch with you real soon as your club prepares for the Final Four. As you guys are in the playoffs, where? We'll find out later on today. Well, make sure you tell G to stop going to Woodshed at 530. You need to take him Um, to the Woodshed, Coach. Huh? You got to pull your belt off and take him to the Woodshed. Well, if we, we, both of us get to the county championship, hopefully both of of us will go there this year. That's the goal. Okay. We'll have a double date. Okay. Well, there you go. There you go. Pat Sumner, thank you for spending some time with us. We'll catch you down the road. Yes, sir. I'll take care. All right. We come back on the other side of the break. We'll break down some of this middle school and high school basketball as we continue on. Final segment on this Monday on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We'll be right back. Attention Gastonia homeowners, it's time for a fresh start. Are you tired of getting lost on a sea of products? Do you long for expert advice and personalized service? It's time to break up with your big box store and upgrade to Home Outlet. Now open at 1495 East Franklin Boulevard. Say goodbye to limited choices at high prices. Say hello to the largest selection of in-stock kitchens, baths, floors, and more. All at a guaranteed low price. Visit store manager Chris and his experienced team at your 100% employee-owned Home Outlet today or shop online at homeoutlet.com. Where can you find hyperlocal sports talk in Gaston County? Where can you find the best conversation with the movers and shakers of local sports talk? That's right. You find it right here on the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the home of News Talk and Sports. WGNC AM 1450 and 101.1 FM, Gastonia, Charlotte, and streaming online, WGNCRadio.com. It's the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Rebels Contracting Services has specialized in the healthcare imaging industry since 1986. Located in Gastonia, Rebels Contracting is now hiring. Rebels offers competitive pay, vacation and holiday pay, 401k and insurance. 
If you'd like to join the Rebels contracting team, check us out online at rebelscontracting.com or call 704-864-2000. That's 704-864-2000. 704-864-2000. Since the beginning of 2023, the Rush Hour Morning Show has become your go-to for hyper-local sports talk. Whether you listen for scores and analysis, compelling conversations, or that bit of fun in the morning, the Rush Hour Morning Show has grown a sizable audience in Gaston County and surrounding areas. Our podcast numbers reflect a robust listenership. This listenership is made up of people searching for your products and services. We would love to tell your company's story. Email us at RushHourWGNC at gmail.com or call 704-689-3820 to find out how your business can tell its story affordably on our Rush Hour Morning Show. That number again, 704-689-3820 or email us RushHourWGNC at gmail.com. The Rush Hour Morning Show, your source for hyper-local sports talk and hyper-local advertising. All right, folks, let's get started. Parents, thanks for coming. As many of you know, I'm Coach Mather. Tonight I want to talk about the season, of which I only have one expectation, that everybody gets stronger. When I say get stronger, I'm not referring solely to physical strength. Sure, we'll be in the weight room, we'll be running stairs, but we're also going to focus on developing mental toughness and grit because those are the characteristics that allow us to achieve greatness both on and off the court. So how do we develop those things? By getting comfortable with a challenge, by cultivating the confidence necessary to overcome adversity in all forms. That's why I coach. That's my purpose. Every member of this team can lean on me and I'll teach them how they can lean on themselves and each other. This message presented by the NCHSAA and the North Carolina Athletic Directors Association. Back here on the Rush Hour Morning Show, final segment on this Monday morning. As Glenn Beck will come on at 9 o'clock, as he usually does, Monday through Friday, then Clay and Buck at 12 noon. Sean Hannity at three, as we're the pivot from the syndicated sports talk that's here in the overnight on Fox Sports Radio to the big talkers that are syndicated across the country. We get to be that local presence, hyper-local sports talk in Gaston County and surrounding area as we cover about as grassroots as you can possibly cover here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. When are we going to get syndicated? I'm still waiting on that. So we're still waiting. We're getting closer. A little closer. Can I be honest? We had a conversation about it about two weeks ago, didn't we? Well, <laughs> certain, certainly as far as growing, that's, yeah. that's for sure. Absolutely. So. I mean, because, listen, let's face it. If we're live on WGNC from 7 to 9, and then we're airing on other stations across the surrounding counties later in the day, is that not syndication? Uh, yeah, kind of, sort of. You know what yeah. you call that? I, yeah. I mean, certainly not a national syndication, but... But yeah, syndication nonetheless. What's the holdup? I don't know. I think I think finding the proper suitor Ooh. to um, to bring the show onto their airwaves is uh, is the is the sticking point right now, perhaps. Okay, but the sticky is that what you said? The sticking point. Yeah, the sticky. Oh, Jim Mincer, remember him? Mm-hmm. Back in the day. 
Um, so, so let's think about this, okay? Why are we not syndicated? Why are we not on other stations? Let's what look at what we covered today. You serious? So basically, I videotaped you live. <laughs> Yeah, you did. In the studio. I'm going to put that on social media here shortly, right? So, Which, th- that's going to certainly drive numbers. Oh, no, I don't know if it will or not, but it's going to be funny. <laughs> it's going to be at least funny to me. So, <laughs> and let's be honest, Brian. You yeah, know, much of what we do is funny is, to me. Yes. Yeah, it's just, uh, uh, what's that old saying? Enter- entertaining one? Yes. Yeah, that's me. Yes. As long as I entertain myself. So, all right, we... Because I've been saying we need to be live on YouTube anyway. Maybe that's coming this summer. I don't know. It should be. Uh, along with the, the Rush Hour Morning Show 7-on-7 uh, seven seven football tournament. That's something we should do, right? We should have a... See, sh- I like the sound of that. Yeah. We should have the Rush Hour uh, Morning Road Show at football games on Friday nights. That that should be a definite... That should definitely be a thing. Or it should definitely... Well, now it will be a thing... If and when we get the sponsorship to make it happen. Oh, it's going to be a thing. Okay. There ain't no if to it. It's, okay. going to, it's, it's, it's going down. I promise you that. Okay. All right. Then we have Coach Phillips coming on here. He's uh, he's on here hollering like Ric Flair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Coach Phillips from Hunter Huss is saying, to be the man, you got to beat the man. Woo! <laughs> right? Yeah. Then, then, then you get a guy who's played at least, what, 10 years in the NBA, Duke legend, Chris Duhon. He comes on the show, and he's second-guessing himself for the lineup that he had in the state championship game. Come on, man. Are you serious? All right. Then Coach Sumner comes on here. He talks about he th- how he thought he was going to quit last year, and then he calls out Coach G <laughs> for leaving to go uh, to a local restaurant instead of watching the play. Called out the principal for not showing up. Yeah. What a show, man. Well, And, and it's and, only Monday. And tomorrow – is going to be much of the same. So here's what we've got tomorrow. Oh, by the way, we're only yes, about, we're only about 150 podcast downloads away because the weekends are slow. I mean, they've always sure. people, other things going on. Yeah, people busy. So weekends are always slow for us. But we're about 150 downloads away from 5,000 down podcast downloads that's this amazing. month. That's not the people listening live. That's not the people streaming. That's just people going back or, or sharing the show with friends, family, coaches, players, whatever. So we're only about 150 away from uh, 5,000 podcast downloads for the month. Pretty good. I mean, let's be honest. It's going to happen today. So there you go. Thank you for yeah. making that happen. Tomorrow, Kings Mountain High School what basketball. What else we got to do, Brian? Well, we, we just keep doing this All right. because at 740 tomorrow, Andrew Fan will be on, head basketball coach of the Kings Mountain Mountaineers. They are going to be playing a home game tomorrow night in the playoffs, so we'll get that going on. Then Darren Dellinger, the high school basketball coach at Ashbrook, the yep. boys coach, he's going to be on tomorrow at 8 o'clock, and then Niner Brad's going to join us and talk a little high school basketball, a little, little middle school basketball, and then we're going to talk about the Charlotte 49ers, and then we're going to talk about something that's that we really need to address because I got to thinking about this this weekend. Of course, you had in Winston-Salem, Lawrence Joel Veterans Memorial Coliseum, Wake Forest beats Duke 83-79, and you had a court-storming incident to where Kyle Filipowski was basically um, got tangled up with some fans or a fan um, on the court, and he injured himself or was injured. And now what's going to happen to him, we're not entirely sure, but I think the court storming discussion probably needs to be had. 
and certainly we would like to hear what people have to say about this. I know this, Carolina fans in this instance are going to have no problem with court storming because it happened to Duke. Duke fans are going to have a massive problem with it because it should have never happened. And I can see both sides. But we'll talk a little more about that tomorrow when we get Niner Brad on. Then, Wednesday, there, there is a coach that I want to have on the show Wednesday. And if it happens the way I think it's going to go down, then we're going to have him on Wednesday because I think there's a very realistic possibility that when you look at this, the, the playoff brackets for the North Carolina High School Athletic Association, there's one game in particular for me that really has captured my imagination. Okay? I'm, and I'm trying to track it down right now. This is, where did it go? Where'd you go? Can I, should I be filming this? No. <laughs> this would be pretty funny right now. No, this should is. look on your face. No, this is not good. You're mesmerized. Um, okay. I've got to go back out to another day. I was looking at Carolina's Sports Hub with Richard, you know, Richard Walker's website, and this showed up, and I definitely want to talk about it because this is a playoff game that – Obviously, the better seed gets the playoff game. They get the home game. And oftentimes, that doesn't happen every time, but oftentimes the home team certainly has an advantage, okay? But this is one that I think is very intriguing, okay? On the girls' side, the 1A bracket, you're going to have a Gastonia matchup, two Gastonia teams facing off against one another. Piedmont Charter School and number 21, seed Highland Tech. I saw these two teams play earlier this year. Highland Tech won the basketball game. Now, the game was played at Highland. This one was going to be played at Piedmont Community Charter School. But if there's going to be an upset in this girl's bracket in the first round, this is one that immediately jumps off the table at me because I can absolutely see Troy McBeth's Rams team getting the win. I don't necessarily want to call it on the road. I mean, it is technically on the road. They're going to Piedmont Community Charter School, but it's a handful of miles away. The reality is I can see the Rams winning this first-round game. Will it happen? We'll certainly see. If it does happen, we're going to have Troy McBeth on the show Wednesday to talk about it. So that should be interesting there. And then, of course, you take a look at the boys' schedule. On the boys' side, You've got, I'm trying to spot it, um, Kings Mountain, the 11 seed, taking on Northwest Cabarrus, okay? I have no idea what you're doing right now. <laughs> Look at this guy. <sighs> Good grief. <laughs> Kings Mountain's taking on Northwest Cabarrus <laughs> it, at Kings Mountain. Again, this is a Kings Mountain club that lost to Huss on Friday night in the Big South Championship. I think that means absolutely zero to Kings Mountain right now. I think they were immediately able to move on from that ball game, knowing that playing that game against Huss only made them sharper. Yeah. Only forced them to refocus. I think they're going to win against Northwest Cabarrus and probably do it in somewhat easy fashion. Then you've got Ashbrook, the 12 seed. 
they're going to host Concord. Here's and that's what Coach said. He said he just wanted to host a playoff game. Sure. Yeah. So he mission, said that mission accomplished. Yep. They got it done. We're going to talk to Darren Dellinger tomorrow about it. Here's a situation that I feel really bad for. In the 3A West bracket, a team that I had been high on the whole time, North Lincoln. North Lincoln gets into the playoffs. They get a home playoff game, okay? They're going to be taking on Franklin. Franklin's going to make that long journey from the westernmost part of the state of North Carolina to come take on North Lincoln. I think North Lincoln's going to win that basketball game. I really do. But with that said, the reward for whoever wins that game is going to be the Hickory Red Tornadoes. <coughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry, Brian. The Hickory Red Tornadoes are the one seed in the 3A West. We're doing this again. Okay. Oh, we're going live, baby. Oh, great. We're going to go live, B-Rush. North Lincoln is going to take on Franklin with the winner of that game going to travel to Hickory. North Lincoln's already played Hickory twice. Well, I think it's three times, and it's not going well. Those are are four games that are going to be very difficult for North Lincoln. And so that's just what happens when you're playing juggernauts like Hickory, the top four seeds on the 3A side for the West are just incredibly difficult. And so those teams are going to literally run through their first round games with very little issue. And those are going to be some of the prohibitive favorites. It's going to be interesting to see how some of the local teams compete against some of those prohibitive favorites moving forward. You went too, so, you went too serious there on me. Well, because we got, we got important stuff to talk about. Here. I'm trying to entertain somebody. And then... <laughs> And then we look to the middle school side. Corky, I'm still blown away. Like, we've got three teams on the boys' side that are locked into playoffs, okay? Stanley still, Stanley's not even playing today, and they've still got a possibility of earning the two seed. Now, Mount Holly's going to have to help with that and beat Belmont. I don't know that that's going to happen. But the realistic possibility is this. If York Chester beats Southwest, York Chester goes back to Belmont, where Belmont just ran rough shot over them the first time around. I think it's a bad matchup for York Chester. I really do. That said, if Southwest beats York Chester today, it sets in motion a real issue because it's possible you're going to have four teams finish with six and four records all looking for one playoff spot. You through talking sports. Well, no, not really. We're going to do it tomorrow. Can I post this? Can I post that? On our Facebook page? Sure. What about that? Can I post that one? We probably not need to post that. <laughs> what about just, this one? Can I post that one? Probably not. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, you know. <laughs> what about that one? Would that work? Uh, <laughs> probably not. Uh, okay. I'll, po- I'll post this one. You looking like a serial killer. I'm going to put that video awesome. up. That, that, that's great. Yeah. Is that okay with you? Yeah. That, that, should, look. that should do great work for the opposite. Watch me zoom in. Look. Look. <laughs> look at that. Good grief. Glenn Beck comes on at 9 o'clock this morning. We thank you so much for tuning in to the Rush Hour Morning Show. We're going to try to break down everything related to middle school basketball tomorrow when we get all of the finals. And by that time, hopefully we'll have some clarity as to what transpires in middle school basketball. And then, of course, 
will definitely flesh out the high school basketball playoffs that begin tomorrow. We thank you for tuning in. God bless everybody. Hold on, hold on. Here's the caption. We'll see you next time. B-Rush looking like a serial killer this morning. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) See you tomorrow, B-Rush. We'll see you tomorrow. We thank you for tuning in to this Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. Don't forget, folks, we jam three hours of content into two hours every single day, Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. On the Rush Hour Morning Show, WGNC AM 1450, 101.1 FM, streaming online at WGNCRadio.com. Until we're back with you again for the next Rush Hour Morning Show podcast, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time.